Hi, I'm Bob Jeffy from the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. You're listening to Pods Like Us. By the way, do you know where whales and dolphins get their news? From podcasts. Bye for now. Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibell, known to my friends as Marv. And I'm Louise. This time we're talking to Sanjida from Sanjida Says. Hey Sanjida, thanks for speaking with us today. Thanks for having me. So how were you first introduced to uh, podcasting? Well, um, one of my uncles actually has his own podcast called Psychology Cast. And he thought, you know, he suggested for me to do my own. And that's how I started. I love psychology. It's fascinating. Know what makes people tick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what made you decide to actually do the show that you do then? Because initially it was just um, speaking about thoughts and, uh, I mean, basically we're going to hit points two and three, I think, in one going, uh, about about your thoughts and about how, what life is like, because originally you were, you were still in, uh, you you were younger and you were in school. Uh, I think you were, 14 when you started, something like that, yeah? Yeah, I was. So what inspired you to do a show that was about that? And then over the years, you've added other elements, such as your your great story writing as well, and, and read your stories out on the show as well. So what, what was the impetus behind that? Well, um, I wanted to combine something that people, for example, with my name, I wanted to combine something that people are familiar with and something pe- something people that aren't, sorry, something people aren't used to. So, you know, like Simon Says. Yeah. Um, everyone knows about that. So I was like, why does Simon have to say anything? How about Sinjida? So that's, that's how catchy. Got, yeah, that's yeah, catchy. Yeah, that's how they got Sinjida Says. And, you know, I wanted to, and that's also like a way for me to represent the communities that I'm a part of. I'm a 17-year-old British Bangladeshi Muslim girl with a disability. So, and, like, I wanted to represent that. So, yeah, and with my stories and stuff, I was like, you know, I, my voice is, um, like, the people that I represent, my voice is unique. And not a lot of people know about children like me, about people like me. So why not get that out there? And I've always liked writing anyway. So how do you choose what topics you're going to talk about in your show? Well, I like to think about two things. What can you learn and what can you share? In season four especially, I'm asking people as a way of getting them involved and getting their voices heard. Do you script your show or do you just improvise and just go with it? Um, Well, it's a bit of both. I have a few notes so I don't go off topic. But sometimes if there's a recent topic I want to mention, for example, the death of the Queen, I will talk about it and schedule it for the next episode. But yeah, it's nice to have something to go off of. So would you say there are any standout uh, episodes or subjects that you've discussed in your show where you just thought that that you hit a specific really good mark or that's just memorable? 
Well, I would say um, the ones where I talk about my disability, really. Yeah. Um, the first one I made was called Cystic Hygroma, My Story. And that featured my own mum. And she talked about what it's like to have a child, me, growing up disabled. And what it was like for other perspectives, like other people that see me and know me. Um, and I think a lot of people were like, they because they didn't know that I had a disability before that, or like any details about what I've been through. So that really shocked people. And then a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, I done a second part to it because I was like, there's more I want to share. It can't, it just can't be all wrapped up in one episode. So, for want of a better way to put this, um, how would you describe your disability? Uh, because I think that it, there needs to be awareness of this because I think it's a very little known um, condition. So I have a disability called cystic hygroma and that basically affects my breathing and it causes me pain sometimes. Um, as a result, because of surgeries and operation, it's left a couple of scars on my neck. Um, but yeah, I mean, mostly people can't see it because I wear the hijab and stuff. So, yep. but yeah, that's what it is. So I'm still okay. alive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know if it's a bit sort of not a right thing to ask, but if you didn't have to wear that, how would you feel if people could actually see your scars? Um, if I didn't have to wear the hijab, then um, honestly, I've had that when I was young because, of course, a lot of the operations happened when I was a kid. So I kind of, ha- I've already had to experience that. And I do get comments. I did get comments when I was a kid. And um, some were negative, some were positive, but you kind of learn how to deal with them because not everybody is intending to be, you know, mean. They're just genuinely interested. They just have to respectfully speak to them and educate them because essentially they don't know. That's I, think, I think children can be very cruel. <laughs> honestly as kids like we're very insensitive because sometimes we just don't get it especially something as rare as my disability that's something children don't they can't understand that in a certain mm. level i so, think it's just sort of ignorance and the fact that they don't understand it so they just try to deal with it in other ways because they don't understand and they don't take the time to find out about you and you know yeah that's why it's important to educate yeah yeah, you have to, you have to make up for the fact sometimes of uh, some people's ignorance in these situations as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it a, a common condition or is it quite a rare thing? I said it's quite rare. Um, having said that, I do know maybe one or two people that have it, but um, yeah, it's called cystic hygroma, and I was told that is quite rare. So yeah. Do you think that's? Um, a really good reason sort of to bring it to the forefront to make people more aware of it because it's not very common absolutely because you know um that i don't want anyone to not understand because that creates like a certain tension i noticed yeah. that when i talk to like like anybody no matter whether you're my age or not you're my ethnicity or not my family whatever there's a tension that comes with that because they they don't know how to like um approach me 
how to speak about it without disrespecting me. And I get it, it's fine. So the more that people are aware of it, the more people that know, the better understanding they have, then the easier the conversations become when you talk yeah. about disability. Yeah. Do you think knowing a couple of people with the same disability helps, um, I don't like saying the word disability nowadays, uh, do you think it helps you or as a group of you, do you think it helps that you're chatting with each other and it helps you to be able to work out how to explain to people about it? Yeah, it does, because that's like um, other people I know have similar experiences. And then from those experiences, I can learn and I can teach other people about what I've been through. Hi, this is Zach from Belated Binge Harry Potter, and you're listening to Pods Like Us. So, what? how do you record the show and then edit the show together? Well, um, I have this app that I use called Anchor, and yeah. it's basically like um, you record your podcast episodes then, and then um, I would record it and have my notes with me and say what I need to say, and then I might add like a sound effect or something, and then... I can rearrange it, listen to it, because I don't want to put all my BTS and my bloopers in there. And then I'll schedule a date to publish it. And I'll do that probably a couple of times a week for in advance for the next month. Okay. So are there any, um, you know, t- tips? You know, I mean, you don't, I don't basically want, I don't want you to do an entire, you know, show or, or that right now, because that'd be a bit cheeky. But... Um, are there any tips that you would have for teenagers or young adults, you know, for specific pressures that are, that are around the, in the world at the moment? Yeah, um, honestly, at this age and even younger, all we ever want to do is fit in, especially in high school. And that causes us to go towards maybe a group of people that don't make good decisions but you go with them to be more popular, to be liked. But you see, you need to stay, you need to stay true to yourself and keep good people around you and you'll be fine. Eventually, as you grow up, I want people to understand that popularity fades away and it's temporary. And people don't care eventually. Also, you're young. It's okay to mess up on stuff you're learning. You can't have expectations about things that you don't know about yet because that makes no sense. If you have no knowledge in the field, then you shouldn't have any expectations. You should just do what feels right. When I started the podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even publish an episode until a few months because I was so self-critical of myself. And I expected so much better when I made my first episode. But then I realized there's room for growth. I just started. So encourage yourself. Must be a lot of pressure with um, people your age with social media and Instagram and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, um, everyone's got an opinion and everyone feels like they need to say their opinion, which is a problem, I think. But, you know, you don't have to listen to all of it. It's your choice. Yeah. Life is 90% of how you react to it, 10% what happens. Yeah. yeah, but the popularity thing, what you were saying, you know, the expectations, um, it's, it's a thing of the world. Um, and, and social media and media in itself is a problem where people are too... Uh, or some people are too stuck in following whatever the media and the social media are saying this is the way it should be 
Whereas it's not. It should be you are who you decide to be yourself. Yeah, 100%. Like, um, I think, you know, what makes you who you are is your surroundings, the people that you're with, the interactions you have with other people and your childhood, essentially. And then as you grow up, that continues. And, you know, you shouldn't look to, to social media and these influences and people that you don't know about. You think you know them, but what you see is their highlights. You don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see these bloopers and whatever. Like, you only see the best parts of them. And for you to be a version of someone else that doesn't exist is impossible. Yeah, I I think it's... I think it's something that's caused a lot of the, uh, you know, the, there's been a rise, noticeably, of of mental illness, and of of people basically living with stress and depression. And I wouldn't be surprised if that goes hand in hand the rise with the rise of social media. Uh, you know, doing this to people. Yeah, because I think. Um everything on social media, everything is edited, it's changed to make something look better than it actually is. And that becomes the expectation for other people when the other side of the world, they're not even living in reality. Like, what they post is not actually how their life is. Honestly, like, even in my podcast, I um, post on my Instagram and I make all these TikToks and all that stuff. But my life isn't constantly like that. I'm not always posing for pictures. There's no cameras following me around. I'm not that famous yet. I think a lot of people are trying to make their lives out to be more interesting than they actually are. (laughs) It's just a front, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's a photoshopped world, should we say. Yeah. It's fake. It's fake, Mm -hmm. you know. um, When you were saying about the first episode, though, I mean, that's, that's sort of... You've probably found out, I would have thought, that that's similar with everybody where they have these first episode jitters and and also the fact that it's it's famous around podcasters that your first episode is very rarely your best episode yeah of course you know you improve as you go along yeah hey this is brian with concerts that made us podcast and you're listening to pods like us a great show about other great shows so what advice would you give to people if they wanted to do their own podcast? Well, um, I would say like common worries are like about someone's voice. A lot of people say, oh, I don't like my voice, so I'm not going to do it. Listen, nobody likes their voice. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Because the way that you sound or the way that you think you sound it's not it's not the same as what everyone else hears. Like, have you ever tried to record yourself singing or just talking in general? And then you heard it back and it's like, what on earth am I listening to? Like, who is she? Who are they? Yeah, it's like a totally different person. <laughs> you know, no one likes their voice unless you're a bit arrogant. And, you know, yeah. we all, yeah. So, um, but don't worry about it. It's not about how you sound. It's about what you say and how you say it. And another thing is the confidence of publishing. You just got to do it, you know. You never know until you try, and that's simple. And lastly, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. I mean, the, the publishing, put just put, putting it out there, that you know, the shows, it's, it's an interesting one because you'll put them out and you think, oh, I'm not so sure about that. 
And then when you get feedback, that's that's like a magic moment when people will get back in touch with you and say, you know that episode that you did, that really spoke to me. And that's that's when the, it's like a wow moment. You think, wow, I, I, I thought that was a bit rubbish, actually. But you don't tell them that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I've had um, some of my cousin's friends who, like, they listen to my podcast. They say uh, certain episodes and certain topics when you speak on your podcast, it feels like someone's talking to you, like a call like this or like, you know, on FaceTime or something. And I really appreciate that. But usually when they say that, it's the episodes that I thought, oh, I, d- I, I didn't even think that was amazing. But if you guys thought that, that's great. And, you know, stuff like that. Um, people will like different things. So, you know, don't stop. Just keep improving. Yeah, I mean, what what one of the, one of your episodes? You know, we're, we're coming towards the end there, and then I've just suddenly thought this. One of the episodes that really jumped out at me uh, is is when you've is when you've spoken with your with your mum and you've had your mum on the show, and there's like something really fascinating about you and your mum having a chat and the the information that you discuss and you you know your history because it goes into that as well. Um, but also, there's a there's a lovely warmth between you and your mum when when you spoke on the show as well and I mean have have you thought about carrying on with that and doing that a bit more of having people on there yeah having people on the show is something that I've always wanted at the moment like um I've done the I've done this podcast for three years now and it's all about building like you know a presence an online presence and an audience and yeah I mean I'm proud to say that my mum was one of the first guests on my show and um you know, especially in my culture, the South Asian culture, a relationship with the parents is difficult sometimes for reasons such as language barriers. But me and mum don't have a language barrier because she can speak full English and so do I. And she just gets me like that. So, yeah, I would love to have more guests on the show and I'm happy that my mum was one of them. Now that you're out put yourself out there doing a podcast, do you find people coming to you for advice and things? um not as much <laughs> some people they will some people will and some people will like just genuinely speak about it and, and like um about like one specific episode for example and they'll like ask me to expand and we'll have a conversation about that but um I do get people coming up to me and saying oh my god are you St. Judas Says no way do you say anything <laughs> do you wait is it says with a z at the end let me follow you oh my god and I'm like okay because <laughs> I don't know what to say I'm like I've not had this experience and I'm really not a celebrity darling but thank you <laughs> that's good so where can people find you and how can they get hold of you well um I'm available on Spotify Apple Podcasts and Anchor and so much more platforms those are the ones I'm usually on though Yep, and you also have uh, Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, I do. Instagram and TikTok, and you just say with a Z at the end. Okay, well, thank you for speaking with us today, Sanjida. Thank you, it's been really great. Yeah, thanks for having me, this is great. Okay, you can find Pods Like Us on um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and anywhere where you can find podcasts, really. And you can find us also at... Instagram, Facebook, Ticker, no, Twitter and TikTok. I mix the two together there. And we're mm-hmm. contactable through podslikers at gmail.com. 
Anyway, thank you everyone for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us. Thank you.